This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, November 29th, 2020. The Nativity, No Angels. Good morning, Connection Church. Good morning, everybody here, there, and everywhere. We are so glad that you have uh, chosen to join and be with us this morning as we celebrate and worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So that, what you just saw, is kind of the result of some collaboration from our worship design team. Crazy things happen in that meeting, and you just experienced <laughs> just a little taste of it, just to bring a little bit of um, levity to a really serious not necessarily Christmas being a serious time, but kind of a heavy time with the pandemic. So we are grateful that you're here. We're grateful for all of you. There's 63 households on Facebook that I'm seeing and lots more on YouTube. Welcome everybody, say hi to them. We're one church, many locations, absolutely. <clears throat> um, I wanna say a special shout out, hey, to Sue Clinton, who's back there, who's moved back to the area. She was a disciple member, and we are happy to have you home. Welcome back, Sue. All right, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Almighty God, thank you so much for today. It's a day that we get to glorify you, celebrate who you are and whose we are. Thank you for technology that we can gather here in person and online, hundreds of people lifting your name on high. Settle us in and um, reveal to us exactly what you want us to hear. I pray this in the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. So um, one of our oldest Christmas decorations at home, we have a lot of decorations because we love Christmas, we, we're just crazy. But it's a nativity set that my mom had uh, growing up. So that thing, obviously, is really old. I had it when I was a kid. We still got it. Old, dated, seen its better days, and it's kind of cheesy. Actually, it's plastic and cardboard, and, but it has a lot of sentimental value to me. So we, you know, set it, it up every year. It has that little music box, too. I don't think it even works anymore, and it's a little light in the back, you know. But anybody else have a nativity set that they set up every year? They also call them crush scenes. I don't know, I'd have to look up what crush means, but we'll just call it an nativity set today. Yeah, pretty popular. Here's the thing, though. As old as it is, it still has all the pieces, okay? Yeah, that's, that's something. Um, but the question is, what if it didn't? What if a piece was missing? Would, would it make a difference? Would it make a difference? And, and I guess it would depend on the piece, right? Uh, some pieces maybe play a more important role than others, I don't know, in the Christmas story. That's what we're going to be exploring, though, this Christmas season as we lead into Christmas. We're calling this the nativity. What we lose if a piece of the Christmas story is missing, okay? So this morning, we're going to ask the question, what happens if there are no angels? I'm reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. This is a paraphrase. It's 
uh, the message, and it just gives us an interesting way of looking at things. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel, Gabriel, to the Galilean village of Nazareth to a virgin engaged to be married to a man descended from David. His name was Joseph, and the virgin's name, Mary. Upon entering, Gabriel greeted her, good morning. You're beautiful with God's beauty, beautiful inside and out. God be with you. We just sang God with us, didn't we, together? I love that song. Anyway, she was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great, be called son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will rule Jacob's house forever, no end ever to his kingdom. Mary said to the angel, but how? I've never slept with a man. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest hover over you. Therefore, the child you bring to birth will be called Holy, Son of God. And did you know that your cousin Elizabeth conceived a son, old as she is? Everyone called her barren, and here she is six months pregnant. Nothing, you see, say it with me, is impossible with God. And Mary said, yes, I see it all now. I am, I'm the Lord's maid, ready to serve. Let it be with me, just as you say. Then the angel left her. Mm. Pretty familiar story. Amen. Amen. Many of you, maybe most, maybe all have heard that story <laughs> at least once, if not a hundred times. Familiar story. Yeah. So here's the thing. This, this was an announcement that was just too important to be left to chance. Much too important to possibly be ignored, possibly missed. So what's needed is a face-to-face -face meeting between Mary and God's representative, the angel Gabriel. Now, it doesn't tell us what Gabriel looked like, but we're told that she was thoroughly shaken. So it's probably not one of those little angels that we portray in the Christmas pageant, the little blonde girl with the little golden halo. That, that probably wouldn't put much fear, no offense, little girls, but in most anyone. Mm. We would probably be shaken also with a visit from the angel Gabriel. Yeah. Not every day that we're confronted with an emissary of God on high. Yeah. One of God's angels. But, but this is important. I think God wants to maybe shake her up a little, get her attention. Because <laughs> this is some big news. Big news. Along with the resurrection of Jesus Christ... Two most important news events of all time. Yeah. And so God wants to make sure that she gets it. Make sure she gets it. So he sends Gabriel to make sure the message is delivered. Make sure the message is heard. Make sure the message received and understood. Yeah. Well, at first, the message does not make sense to Mary from a logical standpoint. I mean, how can she be pregnant? She hasn't slept with Joseph. And so... The angel is really crucial here. And Gabriel carefully explains to her 
how this whole thing is going to work through the power of the Holy Spirit. We're reminded again that with God, all things are possible. Say it at home. Write it out. With God, all things are possible. If you're kind of new around here, that's Connection Church's scripture. With, <laughs> because we're living in that all things are possible with God because this whole church thing is just only because of God. So, anyway, we're reminded of how God works. And Mary says, well, I see it all now. Now that's a paraphrase. I see it all now. And she gets it. She's ready to be the Lord's maid. She's ready to serve just as God asks her to serve. Message delivered, message received, thanks to the angel Gabriel. Mm -hmm. So the nativity. It's hard to imagine the nativity with no angels, isn't it? Yeah. They're absolutely central to this story. First question we've got to ask, though, is what are they? And even more, more important, what are they not? See, angels are part of the created order, obviously. God made them just as God made everything else. They're spiritual beings, which means they are part of the unseen world, although they have appeared to people various times, various places. We read that in Scripture some places. Angels are eternal. They don't die in decay. So, I was watching. We've got a lot of little hearts going on right now online. Thank you guys for giving us some shout-outs. God shout-outs, that's a big deal. Amen. So, contrary to the way that angels are depicted at times, they do not have a gender. There aren't female angels. There aren't male angels. They don't procreate. We don't get baby angels from mommy and daddy angels. There's no angel families. And contrary to popular belief, People don't die and earn their wings and become angels. God created human beings. God created angels. One does not evolve into another. One does not convert or transform into the other. The word angel comes from the Latin angelus, which literally means messenger. Messenger. Delivering messages is one of the most important tasks of angels, one of their primary reasons for being. Throughout the Old and New Testaments, we find that angels are a medium of God's power. They exist to ex execute God's will. They reveal themselves to announce events, both good and bad, that affect human beings. Robert Longman Jr. on his website spirithome.com tells us this. He writes, angels are sent by God to bring the truth, especially the big truths. To specific people in critical situations, God's message can be a warning or be a comfort in times of danger and fear. What happens then is between humans and God. Angels are not there to be meddling fix-its, but are helpers in responding to the truth. So, why are angels so important to this story? What do we lose if they aren't part of the nativity? <clears throat> well, they're messengers. And as we said, God has very important information to convey. But we know that there are other ways that God conveys messages, conveys information. We see it in the Bible. There are times when God speaks directly to people. God speaks to Moses through a burning bush. God speaks to Elijah through a gentle whisper. 
God, uh, the risen Christ speaks to Paul on the road to Damascus. God also speaks to people like the prophets. We've just gotten done a series uh, when we looked at the prophet Micah and how God spoke through Micah. There are a lot of ways that God speaks through leaders of God's people, people like Moses and Mary Magdalene, people like Deborah and David, people like Peter and Paul. There are lots of ways God could have communicated this important information about the birth of Jesus, the birth of the Messiah, the birth of the Christ, but he chose angels. Angels, first to Mary, then to Joseph, and Here's how he used angels to visit Joseph, Mary's fiance, to share what was going on. Check this out. Matthew 1, 18 to 21 from the message. The birth of Jesus took place like this. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. Before they came to the marriage bed, Joseph discovered she was pregnant. It was by the Holy Spirit, but he didn't know that. Joseph, chagrined but noble, determined to take care of things quietly so Mary would not be disgraced. While he was trying to, uh, to figure a way out, he had a dream. God's angel spoke in the dream, Joseph, son of David, don't hesitate to get married. Mary's pregnancy is spirit-conceived. God's Holy Spirit has made her pregnant. She will bring a son to birth, and when she does, you, Joseph, will name him Jesus. God saves because he will save his people from their sins. This is such important information that God wants to convey to Joseph. Nothing left to chance. You know, it's easy to ignore. It's easy to not even hear when God speaks in a whisper. I'm pretty sure that all of us have missed God's whispers before. It's got to be really quiet to hear. We've got to be really attentive to hear God's mm. whispers. Well, like Carrie had said before, how about that time God used fire with Moses, huh? <laughs> yeah, the, the burning bush that wasn't consumed. That was pretty slick. Yeah, yeah. Very impressive. Whole different set of circumstances. Whole different time and place. Unlike Moses, Joseph's he's not up on a mountain tending sheep, solitary, day-to-day -day activities. He's a carpenter. He's hammering and sawing, putting things together. His place would be anything but quiet, like out there tending sheep. Tough place for God to get Joseph's attention. Plus, can you imagine a burning bush in a wood shop? Think about this. That's not a good combination, is it? Fire and wood do not mix well. So, so God waited till Joseph was quiet, very quiet, and sleep, in fact. And he sent his messenger, the angel, to give Joseph the message in a dream in his sleep. And what an important message that was. Because without that angel, without that message, Joseph would have quietly broken off the engagement to Mary. Not wanting to publicly humiliate her for being pregnant with another man's baby. Without that angel assuring Joseph that Mary was on the up and up, assuring Joseph that things were okay and were going to be okay, this whole story changes, doesn't it? 
The whole story changes. Without that angel, Joseph is no longer in the picture. You know, and we need Joseph in the picture. <laughs> We're going to talk more about that one next week. Yeah. The angels don't stop with <clears throat> Mary and Joseph. We also have an angel visit to the shepherds out in the fields watching their flocks by night. Now, they're out in wide open spaces, and it's nighttime, so it's probably fairly quiet and peaceful except for the bleat of the sheep. <laughs> Say that again, the what? Bleat of the sheep. It's pretty good, in, yeah. Yeah, I added that myself. That's good. Yeah. The bleat of the, say bleat of the sheep. There you go. Write it at home. So think about what the scene was like with the shepherds. I, I guess the angels could have whispered to them like he did with Elijah on the mountain, but maybe they had fire going and there was the crackle of the fire the marshmallows um, the, the marshmallows the s'mores maybe god could have spoken to them through that fire like he did with moses but in both cases god was speaking to an individual and so now we have a large group there's there's shepherds they didn't say shepherd <laughs> none of the translations say singular shepherd it's like shepherds doesn't tell us how many, but we know that there is more than one. So we probably, they might have missed it if it was a whisper or maybe the fire for one person. So they needed an announcement, a big announcement, a bigger than life announcement. And so that's what God delivers. Check this out. There were shepherds camping in the neighborhood. I love the way. Peterson writes that, camping in the neighborhood. They had set night watches over their sheep. Suddenly God's angel stood among them, and God's glory blazed, blazed around them, and they were terrified. They were terrified. The angel said, don't, don't be afraid. I'm here to announce a great and joyful event that is meant for everybody worldwide. A Savior has just been born in David's town. A Savior who is Messiah and Master. This is what you're to look for, a baby wrapped in a blanket and lying in a manger. At once the angel was joined by a huge angelic choir singing God's praises. Glory to God in the heavenly heights. Peace to all men and women on earth who please him. Wow. As the angel choir withdrew into heaven, <clears throat> the sheep herders talked it over. Let's get over to Bethlehem as fast as we can and see for ourselves what God has revealed to us. I am, I just need to push pause for a minute, Alan. It is so cool to see your faces even behind the mask. And, and I know you're with us. And it is so cool to have you with us online. Like, Candy wrote, bleat of the sheep on here. Lindsay wrote, with God all things are possible. And CJ in Texas has this little heart of sheep and another heart. Isn't that the cutest thing? I just think it's so cool how we are all together. So back to the story, finger <laughs> off pause. God wants to make sure that the boys in the field don't miss this. 
an angel stands among them and God's glory blazes around them. Now that is enough to strike terror in these hardcore, grizzled, not afraid of lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, oh. Different story. Different story. They're on the hillside. We don't have Dorothy here today. Yeah. <laughs> They're terrified. That's what the Bible says. They're terrified. God gets their attention. Here's the thing. They have the privilege of being the first ones in the world to get the message that Jesus was born that night. Shepherds, lonely shepherds. <clears throat> message delivered. God puts like this musical exclamation point. I mean, whoa, the glory of God in the sky. My goodness, they could not ignore that. The angelic choir singing God's praises. I mean, think about on a clear night when we see just thousands of stars in the sky and then magnify that with like, whoa, angels. It's like, whoa, can you imagine what it would be like? Might be a little terrifying. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely no way to ignore it, huh? No way you can ignore it. Powerful. So powerful that they decide to go on over to Bethlehem to see what's going on. This angelic message is so powerful that night that these men who would never, never come home without every single sheep being accounted for, they're willing to, I guess, doesn't say, I don't think they took the sheep in town. Maybe they did, but it doesn't sound like it. Leave them, go into town to see what God's announced to them out there in the field. It's absolutely incredible when you think about it. And it's absolutely crucial that the angel comes and delivers the message to them. Because of that message, those shepherds, as Carrie said, are the first outside witnesses to the event that, well, changes the world forever, doesn't it? Yeah. Without that angelic message, the birth of our Lord and Savior would have kind of come and gone that night without anybody outside the family paying much attention to it. And it was far, far, far too important for that to happen. Yeah. No angels? Well, the Christmas story wouldn't have happened as we know it without them. Now, God can do anything, but the story that we see in Scripture wouldn't have happened. Without them, Mary doesn't know that her pregnancy is... First of all, she doesn't know she's pregnant. <laughs> she doesn't Next know how of all, she, doesn't, <laughs> she finds out how that whole thing happened. Without the angel, angels, angel, Gabriel, Joseph walks away from Mary, leaving her without a husband and Jesus without a dad. Without angels, there are no shepherds joining in on the greatest announcement, the greatest birth of all time, they were the messenger, messengers that were the first to deliver the good news, the gospel, the good news. Thank you, God, for angels. Hmm. As we said before, angels do not turn into humans or vice versa. Occasionally in Scripture you see where they take human form, but they don't truly become human. They just take that form momentarily. So no one here is an angel. Sorry. <laughs> for some of you, if you've been told all your life what an angel you are. <laughs> no, 
No one here is an angel. But we are, too, called to be messengers, aren't we? We're called to be messengers. We're called to share the good news of the birth of Jesus Christ. And the question this morning is, how are you going to do that this year? Christmas card? Yeah. Maybe a tree inside, maybe some lights outside. Those are, those are subtle messages, I think. A wreath on your door or on the front of your car? How about a personal invite to someone you know? Someone you care about, someone you love. How about someone who's in your, we call it the Fran Network, F-R-A-N, F, a friend, R, relative, A, acquaintance, and neighbor. Someone in your Fran Network. How about an invite to one of those persons? Maybe someone you work with. Invite them to join us on Christmas Eve. Hey, you know what? They don't even have to leave home this year. They don't even have to get all gussied up in a red tie or whatever. Red tie? Who comes here in a red tie? Someone who's never been here before. Yeah, and they think that's, that's what true. You, and they think that's what you wear to church. <laughs> um, invite them. You can invite them to join us, but you can invite them to join us online. What a great opportunity. Hey, why don't you just tune in online and uh, to share in the story of the most important birth in the history of humankind. You know, those messages the angels delivered um, um, that, that first Christmas have eternal, had eternal implications. Who knows, the message you deliver this year very well could have eternal implications as well to the one you share it with. It could change their eternity. So be an angel. <laughs> share the message of the good news of Jesus Christ with somebody this year. And speaking of invites, <laughs> if you've never done it before, how about inviting Jesus into your heart? How about taking the greatest step and receiving the greatest gift that you could ever, ever receive? You know, we have learned over the last eight months that a lot of things can be taken away. I don't know about you, but our Thanksgiving was different. And life has been different. Things have been taken away. But the one thing that can never be taken away is your relationship with Jesus Christ. Ever, ever, ever. It's the greatest gift that nothing can remove, that nothing, nobody can take from you. It's the gift that will make your heart explode inside no matter what's happening around outside. It's a gift that when our circumstances go and spiral out of, out of control, which I know they have in my life over the last eight months, depending on the day. How about you? Yes, but Jesus is the one in our hearts that says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. The greatest gift. Invite Jesus. It's this easy. Jesus, I'm sorry that I try to do this on my own. I've kind of made myself my, the God of my universe. Come into my heart. Fill my life. Lead me 
thank you. I choose you because you chose me first. I pray this in your holy name. Amen. If that's something that you've, you just kind of said with me in your head for the first time, happy birthday. It's your spiritual birthday. It's better than any birthday ever. No angels. I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful for the angels. And so, um, the one who was born was announced to us by angels. The shepherds gave us the good news. And we will be hearing about the shepherds in the next weeks ahead. Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. That's the good news of the gospel. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for your story about the angels and the way that the angels announced the good news to, to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds. And there's a trickle-down effect because now we hear the good news too. Lord, thank you most of all for the gift of our salvation, for the way that you love us so much that you come into our lives. Thank you and use us, Lord, to share the message with others. We thank you for those who have gathered. We thank you for those who are online as together we Proclaim, hark, the herald angels sing. In the name of the Father and the Son and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.